morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Nerdin' Out, finally. My name is Evan. It's so good to have you guys back. This is, um, you know, I got, I got two, two crazy... Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're yeah, we replaced David. Now we have Alexander. <sighs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Hello. My name? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I want you to say Alexander. All right. Well, any way I say Alexander is going to come out Russian somehow. I just, I'm thinking Alexander Hamilton the musical. Oh, I hated that. Oh, really? really? I hated that. Why? I'm sorry. I, I, I haven't what, watched it. I've listened to some of the I was not a fan of Hamilton at all. I really only liked one song from it, and it was nonstop. And that's like the only song I really liked. Did from you it. listen to it nonstop? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did Lotta marry you? No, I'm kidding. Okay. No. Um, Ooh, that's I a high not, blow. I just did not care for that. Uh, for, I watched for it three lot, times. For, for a lot of reasons. For I watched it three reasons. times, so I gave it the college try. So I gave yeah, things three listeners. Hi. We're, we're not, our topic is in Hamilton Nothing's today. Nothing's changed. We're random. We don't, we don't have any structure. My spine is literally jello. And so, yeah. Um, welcome back. We know we have been missing. We've been MIA. We've been... Taken hostage. No one put our face on a milk carton. I'm fucking. I'm kind of. I'm kind of disappointed about that, honestly, too. But then I don't know anyone who buys milk anymore. Yeah, I don't drink milk. Oh, you don't drink milk. So only Evan. Well, no, like I know about us. I buy milk. Oh, you buy milk. Yeah. Do you buy it in a carton? No, I think no Yeah, in a jug, in a very thin jug that like resembles a carton. But buy mine. Really put. Two, two percent. Like, do people don't put faces on any milk cartons anymore. That's not a thing anymore. No, no. you just. Well, no. Now, now we just have Amber Alerts. Or you just post on Facebook. There was no Amber Alert for nerding out. I am, I am hurt. Okay, long-winded story time. Okay, good. Okay, I'm buying milk, right? Is this, is this, would this qualify as a David Strollbridge? No. No. He's no. not mad about the milk, I think. Because I've, I've already been, I've already resolved that feeling. Oh, wow, really? So, when someone tells you to go buy something, you usually just buy it, right? Yeah. When someone tells you to buy milk, what do you do? I go buy milk. Which kind? Um, the white kind. Whole milk, 2%, 1%. I, well, okay. Fat free, I, I get lactose free, almond, skim, soy. Oh, I see. I see yeah. I see. Yeah. Can we <laughs> stop with the milk already? I mean, I would just get the 2%. But listen, I would just get because it doesn't matter. Fat free tastes like water. 2% tastes like like fat free but with less water 2% tastes like what milk should taste like whole milk tastes like what 2% shouldn't taste like and almond milk's an abomination soy milk's for atheists and I'm sorry I'm sorry but skim milk is straight up made out of socks I'm sorry but we, we need to we need to f- stop I don't this. know how I feel do about you, this you know, have, you, have you heard of cashew milk I don't want to hear about cashew milk Evan I go to the store. What do I get? Whole milk. I'm thinking we're baking something. We're making spaghetti. We're making Who's mac we? and cheese. Who's we? Uh, my girlfriend and I. Okay. So I'm like, we're doing something with this milk. We're not just going to straight up drink it. No, it's straight up drinking milk. <laughs> so she's just like pours herself a glass. And in my mind, I'm like, no. <laughs> and she drinks it. She's just like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but I bought it. It says milk. And now you're drinking it. And now I'm sorry. And... Immediately, she gives me this look like I'm not drinking this. So I walked out, got in my car, drove back to CVS, got 2%, came back, gave her the jug, apologized, and said, 
these words that I will always say, this is the only milk I will ever buy from now on. Period. End of story. So, first off, as to your comment about cashew milk, do we have enough nuts making milk already? Why do we have almond milk? Well, you didn't mention rice milk, did you? Did you mention rice milk? You said, did you mention, and I don't hear anything after that. I'm sorry. We don't. Why? <laughs> Who's out there like, milk's okay. 2%'s not good. Neither is 1%. Neither is skim. Neither is almond. Neither is cashew milk. Neither is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have enough fingers to count milk, and you still have a problem with those options. <laughs> That's like being like, you have McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr., Burger King, Arby's. You have like so many other fast food options, and you're telling me, you know what? I need a healthier option. Let's go to the habit. <laughs> Why? Why do you go to the habit? You're spending twice as much on burgers that taste half as good. Damn. Strong opinions. So no, that's not David Trollbridge. It's just a, a are you, are strict you opinion. Sure, it's a strict. I think he wandered onto the bridge about strict, halfway through. A strict you're opinion. Walking, you're walking towards the bridge. I see it. <laughs> I made it. It's mine. I own this. I know what. I know what. I know what things. I know what things are meant to be, like relevant, and everything else except two percent is not meant to be relevant. 2% is perfect to cream milk. It's perfect to make a bolognese sauce. It's perfect for mac and cheese. Perfect to drink. Perfect to make cakes. Perfect for everything that you need to do with milk. Everything else, you tell me. You try to make mac and cheese out of almond milk. Tell me how that tastes. Oh, you make not, you. You good. tell me how a cake made out of cashew milk will taste. A I'll chocolate like cake out of cashew milk. I'm asking the wrong person. Tell me what cake. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I don't like... I don't like having to go to the store and literally be ambushed with billions of options that all literally have no appeal except to just be an option other than the option you should be getting. You got to talk to Lada because we had the same exact conversation in the car. She was like, I hate America because there are so many freaking choices. There's no point. Okay. I mean, to be fair, milk, real milk from cows should just be thrown in the trash because humans shouldn't be drinking that crap. This is true. But. (laughs) But. Mac and cheese. My life. I need milk. He needs his. He needs some, need some milk. Needs some milk. And from that, milk. <laughs> I transition to blue milk yes. from oh, the Last perfect. Jedi. Ah, uh, actually, which probably tastes better than two percent because uh, if from actually the Last Jedi, Mark it, was, it was it was green milk. Was it green? It was green. Really? Huh. The thing, the milk that he squeezes out of that creature's nipple and and drinks right in front of Ray is green milk. I think it was like a. Are we having a debate now on what color the the milk is? No, I think I'm pretty sure it was just straight green. Well, it it was like it was like a pale green, like the pale blue milk was. Like how I did that though, I did actually pull through with the transition. That was that was very long winded transition. I I said I I said it'd be a long winded story. I, I I, dude, the only reason I'm here (laughs) is to transition. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, have I'm, long-winded the, I'm the commercial of this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of commercials, we would love to make commercials for... If you have anything except milk, <laughs> 2% milk, don't talk to me. <laughs> You're a well, 2% no, milk um, company. I, I wanted to shout out. Uh, Manscaped followed us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey, like... You, you heard you heard David's long-winded thing yeah. about milk. Can you imagine what we could do for your for 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 your Manscaped razor? Seriously, the lawnmower 2.0. Don't but talk to me the about the question. Doing is this do we want that or do we want to manscape the situation? 
why are we even here? He's better at this than we are. Yeah, clearly. I don't understand this. Yeah. Debate time. Debate time. Debate time. Um, I have made it known um, in previous podcasts. Nathaniel's made it known in previous. We have very different opinions about the Last Jedi yes. specifically. Um, we're we're just gonna stick to the Last Jedi. Hopefully, I also have really strong feelings about uh, the Force Awakens, and I don't feel like that's a really great movie either. But we're not gonna talk about that. I think we're gonna touch on other episodes because like. We have to compare at some point. I will make sure that is that, true. But yeah. yeah, it's mainly about what the main topic is. We're 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 talking about the quality, the the storytelling aspect, the narrative. All we're going to touch on all the all the elements of the nitty gritty. Yes, the nitty gritty of um, the Last Jedi. I am on the side against. Nathaniel's on the side four, mm-hmm. and David again is our. Oh, give it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because he's wearing a Star Wars shirt. He is. I, I, I came prepared. Dude. I think that was on purpose. It was on purpose. Okay, it was. I mean, I'm 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 rocking compass swag. This is my my church my church's shirt. They're a year old already. Yeah, that's yeah, a very so impressive. Yeah, thing for they a are a year old. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what else is a year old? The Last Jedi. So wow. Oh, is, is it? it? No, it's gonna be. No, two no, years. It, it's gonna be two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice that was try. a really ni- nice. I was going to say, it would have been a year Damn. like in December. Damn. But, yeah. Two, two years? It's, yeah, it's going to be well, two years. Well, it's year. not. Well, on that note, who is heads? Uh, heads. Flip a coin. Doesn't have an actual coin. It's tails. It's tails. Nathaniel, you may start. Well, can I choose who gets to start? Oh. You can. You have one that the flip. Let that <laughs> go first. <laughs> I want Evan to go first. Opening statement. Let that go first. All right. Well, as a as a uh, as a preliminary to this, I want to make sure that we stick to opinions based upon how you have evaluated the movie as an individual, not based upon the the crowd perspective of things, because there's very complicated opinions of this, regardless of how people view how we'll go into episode nine. I don't want that to be a valid topic of transitioning. I want this strictly as the movie is. Like, there's nothing else. Like, this is the only movie that exists in the entire series. I know that there's a lot of information that is referenced to other things, but I want to see how well we can stick to what it is as As the movie. As a singular film. As a singular movie. Okay. So, if we use any reference material, if we use anything, it will be null and void in the reference of your opinion. It must be strictly on the movie's context and the movie's ability. So, we're not, like placing the film anywhere we're not like this is not this is not in a timeline this is not in a referendum to the future of the this franchise or how disney has made things this is strictly how the movie was made this is basically just a movie this is is you sitting down and telling the director why did you make this or you're good at making this this is what you're doing is telling this to a director to the person who made this This is basically a creative team of writers basically a trial and yes, and start uh, the last Jedi is. I will accept is, is being is being persecuted. And yeah, like I'm, I'm the uh, the persecutor, and he's the defense attorney. <laughs> exactly. But I on the only the only exception I will take as far as reference material goes is due to the 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 peoples of the movie. You know, the person who plays uh, Princess Leia, and of course Mark Hamill playing oh, Luke Skywalker. Since there is past in that. 
as well as Chewie, as well as a couple of other people, I'll be okay if you reference certain things about their characters in which they changed because that is relevant to the story and how the plot takes place. But anything other than that, I will make sure... To cut us off. To make sure... To cut you so off. So does that mean like no comparisons to other films? You either? cannot compare to other films. This is strictly a standalone film basis. Okay. okay. All right. Which is, which is treating which is this like, as a standalone. It's a little bit this? difficult because it is one part of out of nine. It is, but that's what I'm saying is as long as it's referendum, as long as the referendum to something is related to the characters of the storyline, as it is a part of a larger storyline, those characters who are either past or in future, which we don't know because we don't have a ninth episode, right. which is fitting for this, so we don't have to worry about future and past like if we did the prequels like we did with doug but um oh gosh, yeah. that was pro- probably part of the problem was so much of it was referencing the future movies to come and oh it was not as good as four and five and six it's the prequel it's supposed to set up four and five and six but um yes so as long as we keep to past referendum stuff involving involving uh luke involving leia involving situations involving that i am fine with that as long as it's based on the storyline i am fine with Referencing the past. Okay, all right. I will try to stick to that. That's try a, to. A little bit confusing. But. Okay, a handshake between debaters. Yep. We should probably shake David's hand. Evan, you may begin. Okay, finish him. Now, I want to start this off by saying that the Last Jedi had a lot of memorable and exciting moments, and it was an exciting movie. A lot of stuff happened. There was definitely great um, cinematic. Um, Marvels, um, that that last uh, lightsaber fight at the end with uh, Kylo Ren and Rey teaming up together, that was probably, you know, the best like star like Star Wars thing I've ever seen. However, I have to say, narratively and storytelling wise, there is so many moments in this movie that were there just to add time to a movie that didn't need to be there. Um, there. There were decisions that characters made that even if we are looking at this from a single movie standpoint, did not make sense for the characters in that movie for the time that we saw them. And I, um, I will stand by this for until the day I die. Leia dies when she gets blown up when she gets blown out the ship and she's in space like space death is space death the force cannot save you from that I'm sorry that and that is my that is my opening statement Nathaniel yes that is me that tis I so I think tis I tis I who killed the beast so I think The Last Jedi is a phenomenal movie I think it's well done I think the weakest aspect is probably the soundtrack which is interesting um because it's still like it's still a good soundtrack but i think the characters make choices that make sense i i love the characters in this film there is a little there's a few iffy moments in the film that i think could have been done better uh cinematically i think it's the best i mean i know we're not supposed to compare but i think it's the best Star Wars film in terms of uh cinematic quality it's shot very well um it has a great art direction and yeah, I think just generally, I really enjoy the story. I enjoy what's going on, the set pieces. Uh, it just meshes really well, and it just kind of brought like a fresh take to Star Wars that I really enjoyed seeing. All right, I'm gonna ask questions to both of you. Hearing your opening statements, I will evaluate and help to have you elaborate on that opinion. I'll start with Evan since he went first. Um, 
you mentioned how a lot of the a lot of the details of the movie that you did like you thought were some of the best in the series as far mm-hmm. what you feel like is crippling the movie is the fact that you feel like there's a lot of scenes that don't make sense or don't have purpose what would you like to evaluate and uh, yes. elaborate um, on that so there are a lot of yeah, I see what you mean with like sticking to just the movie. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, uh, I'll be fine. Um, so, I think I think the I think the first thing that jumps to my head is how how they introduce Luke um, into this movie, and I feel like his first interaction with Ray when he tosses the lightsaber and you know just that that whole thing. I think I think that was strictly put in for like shock and laugh uh like laugh like laugh effects and i don't think that was necessary i think there was a i think there could have been a better way that you could have shown that he was done with that life and still have it be kind of like a shock instead of him you know unnecessarily throwing it over i feel like they made that part too jokey um there was um the whole mutiny scene um i think i think they they went out of their way to create conflict amongst that ship what you know if like the thing is i don't even remember in the thing is like a lot of the characters were forget were forgetful i don't even remember the the main chick who 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 started leading after leia went down holdo holdo thank you vice admiral holdo yes yeah yes thank you holdo i don't know why holdo doesn't just take poe aside and go like okay here's the plan don't tell anyone you know it'll be fine like don't worry about it like i got it like you know don't plan a mutiny <laughs> and and it could have and the thing is though there's so many ways he could have she could have told him the plan without telling him the entire plan but enough so he doesn't do something stupid like that and add conflict within that and then oh my gosh the whole freaking the whole second act sucked because like they go to the gambling planet and they have that whole side of Finn and Rose have that whole I can't stand Rose like it she that character did not need to be there at all at all it should have like see they should have just taken the the conflict with the ship and just taken poe and finn and sent them on the the search to go find the master code breaker forget rose she was not important at all like she had no she had no like weight she was basically there to say i hate all these rich people and then that's literally it's literally all she did and then and then she like develops feelings for for Finn for no real reason they like they I don't know so it, there was a lot of scenes that I feel like either could have been changed drastically to make the story better or just didn't need to be there at all. All right, Nathaniel, any follow up? Is any rebuttal to that? Uh, yeah. So I I kind of agree with that whole like lightsaber toss with Luke. Um, it doesn't build, at least not that I can think of. It doesn't necessarily build into. Uh, the character that they showed in the film, um, because if he like had met her, he would be like more standoffish and not necessarily even accept the lightsaber from her. Um, but I think what they did with Luke in this film was phenomenal because um, they added a lot more character development to him. Um, they could have gone a lot of different ways, but I like the sort of like failed master type of aspect that they went with, um, where. The, the, his leading drive, I think, was shame. And that shame drove him into hiding. Um, that, that sort of like second redemption that he had, kind of forgetting who he was, closing himself, himself off to the Force, and kind of losing his way, 
was just something, was, I think it made sense for the character, because Luke had, I, this is like referencing the other films, but Luke had kind of this, okay, I'm getting you okay. <laughs> He kind of, he, he's, we already know he's like prone to falling out of favor. And if he kind of had been, you know, if they kind of just let Luke be this like, kind of like holy God figure that could do no wrong, not only would that be like boring from a like storytelling perspective, but um, it just doesn't make sense for human beings. Human beings are very dynamic creatures that fall from grace and come back and just, uh, they have growth and they have like re they regress. Um, in terms of Rose, I disagree. I think she's a great character. I think she was in a way kind of like that idealistic like hope that the rebellion is built upon, and it brings love and like and just like this purity that a lot of other characters. Kind of, she is like very I idealistic, like a, a, a lot of what she stands for, um, and she maybe isn't like as interesting or like as like dynamic as other characters. Um, in terms of Holdo um, and not telling what's-his-face Poe, um, I think it made sense like she, how could she have known that he was gonna start a rebel like a, a rebellion against her or like a, what do you call it? A, uh, well, she knew she was, sorry, she knew that he was a hothead. Like exactly. she, she knew that. So she, do you think that maybe, do you think that maybe like in her head, maybe just a little bit, she was she like might have had that thought. Maybe I should tell this like brash, impulsive guy who kind of like does his own thing a lot of the time a little bit of my plan so he doesn't do something impulsive and stupid. No, I don't think so. I don't think he. I don't think she had any reason to think that he would cause a mutiny. Like she knows he's on their side, and she knows that he. Um, she knows that he has the resistance. Like they they are his motivation. They're what he's rooting for. Um, there's, she knows he's a hothead and all that, but she didn't I mean, tell anyone. And like, he had just been demoted, so who is he for her to tell him part of the plan? Like, she, he's just this hothead that gets up in her face, and why would she give him any, any attention? Say, he also like the movie starts with him embarking on this on this mission um, to try to take out one of the. Um, uh, yeah, the disobeying well, orders is one thing. Well, like the, it, 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 I think it was disobeying orders, and and it ultimately got a lot of people killed. So, do you not think that Hodor would be like, "Oh crap! Like this guy's a hothead, and he clearly like makes really brash, impulsive decisions that are dangerous"? I should probably tell him at least a little bit. No, not necessarily. I mean, it could go either way, depending on how the characters. I don't think we, based on what we know about Holdo. She made that decision because it makes sense for her character. Like we could say, oh, what if she's like wiser? Or what if she was really know, this yeah. smart? But we could go into all the what ifs about yeah. everything. But yeah, I know. All right. Well, moving into your opening statement, um, you did mention how a lot of aspects of the movie that you feel like is both cinematically and narratively better. Would you like to elaborate on why you think it's narratively better and why, oh, yeah, why you I believe think it, it to be a good a good track? Yeah, I think one thing that I really appreciated this film is that it wasn't just it wasn't as as black and white as other Star Wars movies. Like, a, it it brought more of a gray kind of like area, um, especially in in terms of Rey and Kylo when they came into contact with each other. And uh, Kylo doesn't necessarily want to just be like a bad guy. He doesn't just want to do all the bad things. 
Um, he's clearly a troubled character who wants some sort of peace, some sort of stability, but isn't necessarily like, oh, we have to be Sith or we have to be Jedi. It isn't just this duality. It's just, I just want to see this, I just want to see the universe like at peace or I, well, he didn't necessarily want to see it at peace. He just wanted to do his own thing and be in control, him and Rey. Uh, he just saw power and he just like, I, I just want to be in control. Uh, whereas Rey didn't necessarily, I mean, she obviously didn't want that. She, she's, she's definitely more naive and more idealistic um, in terms of, oh, we, the Jedi have to be come on top because we're the good guys and all that crap. Um, I thought the, the story does meander a little bit when they're stuck on the Dreadnought, and it does drag out a little bit, but I, I thought about that a lot, and, and kind of like in real life, stuff sometimes just drags out and is boring and is not the best. And I know like some films, they cut out that stuff because it's like, oh, it's just dragging on forever. We want to make it more dynamic, but I think it it helped kind of like show that they were waiting and there was a time where they, they kind of didn't know uh, how things were going to play out. Um, and that kind of shows for the characters who are like, what's nothing's happening, nothing's being done. Like with Poe, he, he gets anxious and he becomes impulsive and does something. Um, so kind of we're kept in the dark along with them and then we see him act and then we, it's revealed what's going on. Saying if she just told him a little bit, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. He might have gotten anxious, but he would have been like, She says she has a plan, or I don't know. We'll get into that. But I want to backtrack a bit back on your opening statement. Uh, That opening scene, uh, a lot happens, a lot sets up the movie. Obviously, you know, the rebellious Poe designed to make a decision that would impact a lot of people, cause a lot of people to die. And then, along with Leia getting shot out of a ship and then forced her way back. Evan, you obviously have a distaste for that entire scene. I'd like, like you to elaborate oh why you gosh. feel like that doesn't fit into the theme distaste, of the movie. Distaste doesn't even begin to describe my feelings for that. Okay, see, I... Uh, okay, so... I guess a better way to phrase it is, why do you feel like that scene particularly doesn't fit the, the entire thematic... You know, I, I, feel like it's a ve- I feel like it was very jarring, and it was because... Because this movie, I feel like, for it being, like, titled, like, The Last Jedi, it really doesn't focus on the Jedis until, like, the third act. And and the first, like, two, like, parts of the movie, the first two parts of the movie, you know, there's, like, a little bit of, you know, Luke and Rey, and, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, Kylo, and, oh, there's some, like, Force shenanigans going on and all that stuff. And then there's just Leia who is like like her body is like being covered in space death and then she just goes force powers and floats back to the it's a very jarring like it's just a very jarring thing that happens that doesn't really get explained it doesn't really get which i'm not saying like the movie has to you know tell me every single thing so i know everything but there the entire time, I'm 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 gonna reference back to the to the original trilogy, but there's never time other than like a sense that she has about Luke. There's never any indication that Leia is like a real force user like that. It, like and and there's never there was never any indication that Luke trained her or that she trained herself. Like she there was never any that indication. So 
I get that it was supposed to be like a surprise and it was supposed to be a very like triumphant like whoa moment, but to me it didn't fit because it was it seemed like it was trying to pay off a buildup that was not there, and when that in that moment happened, I was like okay that was not deserved, and that makes no sense. That's that's why I that's why I didn't care for that. Yeah, I think necessarily a build up to that moment. But then again, we hadn't had Star Wars for, or at least, yeah. Um, so the layup part wasn't my favorite, but I think um, they were like 30 or something years, like they're old now, Luke and Leia and all of them. They're old now, uh, a long time has passed, and the only thing that we had seen from Leia is that she is able to sense like Luke like and other people or whatever through the Force. But we had it's true, we haven't seen any her using any powers, or it hasn't been explained that Luke had trained her or anything. But there's like a lot of time that has passed, and a lot of that we will probably never get like filled in, or we won't be told what has happened or what other adventures they did or didn't go on. So I think, yeah, it was kind of tacky, and I would say it's one of the weaker parts of the film, but I think there are a lot of things that we find out about the Force in this film, like we do in other films that are like totally fine. Um, and the force of money like they were talking they were talking um ray and and luke had had this whole conversation about what the force actually is and how ray misunderstood it um it's not like something that belongs to the jedi it's like this force out there that causes balance and all this crap um so they had like kind of build up to it but i think they could have done done a much better job of like building up and like explaining why Leia all of a sudden has these powers but then again like I said we don't know necessarily what has happened so it, it was kind of jarring but I don't think it's like completely like completely stupid like there it, it could have like something could have happened I mean, my thing, I, mean I guess my thing wasn't really that it was stupid it was just more it felt very out of place and it didn't belong I feel like or if, I feel like it didn't belong with how little to no explanation we got for it I agree with that I, I think I think it could have like without the explanation, yes, it could still be something that belongs in the film, but I thought I thought it was jarring too and kind of like Okay. Eh. And one of the weaker parts right. of the film. Okay, so we can agree on that at least. Yeah. Alright. Right. You Yes. Yes. So you're back in the group. I know that part of uh part of the conversation that you've been having at least as far as the the plot and the th like the themes of the movie and oh, as far not, as the, not the conversation goes. with with the voices. No, not any of that. Everything else besides that. Oh, okay. The voices like the in my head. They talk to me. They understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> if if you could thank my wife for that. Every time she hears something, it always breaks out into song, <laughs> and it's ru it's rubbed off on me. <laughs> it's long. It's long. No, I'm not even gonna say that. No, He'll start okay, saying okay, it. Okay, okay, go ahead. But I'm gonna say like including other things. So including. <laughs> um, so include. Anyway, oh no. Okay. So your, your your overall perspective on the movie is that it is, it's unique because it gives itself its own, its own unknown, for the viewer to experience. Like you were saying, how, for instance, we weren't involved in you know the whole. Like, for instance, we were on the same side as Poe, where we didn't realize what Hodo was doing until later. Same with, you know, same with 
the characters in the movie. They were just attempting to go and find a way to get out of the situation they were in. And it, you have this, this sort of feeling of anxiety to both the viewer as well as the characters, and that was expressed, and you've iterated that in a, in a sense. Do you feel like that's the reason why you enjoy this movie for the fact that it's different from a normal movie where you can almost predict the feelings that will come and it's almost giving an uncertainty based on just the character interactions and the situation of the plot and well stuff i like think that. i think the whole uncertainty and like kind of like hurry up type of aspect where they're just kind of out there in space that's just like for that particular section of the film not i don't think it necessarily carries onto the entire film um I mean, that's all I can really say on that. It doesn't really apply to the whole film necessarily. Just, yeah. So when you when you see how the the aesthetics of the movie and the sets of the movie, mm -hmm. how certain aspects of that you felt drawn to, and how they were they're really well done, and that that's kind of some of the aspects you said in your opening that was some of the reasons why you enjoyed the movie. Okay. Is yeah. So. Some of the set pieces I really enjoyed, for example, were like, I thought the opening with, with the bombers um, was well done in terms of like an action sequence with, and like, again, I think some of the parts of the film are, they can be a little cheesy. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like you had Poe going up against a dreadnought by himself and they're like, he's too close to the blasters. We can't shoot him um, or we like shoot ourselves or something. Um, but it was kind of a cool action sequence to see him weaving in and out and taking out the blasters and then having the bombers come in and be taken out one by one. Um, having the girl like lose her pilot who releases bombs and she falls and then she kind of sacrifices herself. Um, the whole, like Evan which, talked about. Which just so happens to be Rose's sister or whatever, which is stupid. But I mean, it could have been anyone. Like I mean, but it just happened to be her sister. I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't get... I didn't get the whole like needing to like connect Rose to the story. That if you're gonna if she if they were gonna put Rose in the story anyway, I don't feel like they needed to connect her like her to someone else who really didn't have any. I don't know. I, I feel like that was. I mean, yeah, it's kind the, of the a whole, coincidence. The whole, the whole like you know like coincidental like sibling trope. Like I don't know, especially like in a Star Wars movie. Like you know, we don't need more of that. I mean, Star Wars in general can be pretty tropey anyway. Um, but yeah, I think there were a lot of bomber ships, and yeah, the last one just happened to be her sister. Um, yeah, that's whatever. That's a pretty common trope that's overused, definitely. But um, oh, like you talked about the the scene with Ray and and Kylo, kind of like fighting everyone off. Mm -hmm. One of the highlights, really good action scene. Yes, yes, it was. Um, that that's one of my one of the standouts. I really enjoyed that. Um, what else I'm blanking out I think I think for me like the the outstanding parts of the movie which there were like there were a good handful of them but I think that I mean the the part where um, Holdo does the star does the the light speed jump through uh, uh, the Empire ship yeah, that was, like that that was like aesthetically yeah, like really nice that movie. was a really that was a really great scene it looked beautiful but I, I feel like to me anyway the outstanding stuff doesn't outweigh the parts that I like don't like about the movie or wish that were different and I think that's what ultimately brings it down a lot for me is that if I ever if I watch it again it's basically watching and waiting to get to the good parts and then once I get to the once I get to the good parts and after I've seen the good parts 
then it's like, okay, well, then what am I watching this for? But the thing that the thing that really bugs me is that all the really good parts are at the end of the are really for me at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to sit through two acts that are really like really forgetful, and then I ha- and then I get to the end, which is really good. But I feel like I feel like I. I don't want to sit through. I don't want to watch a movie, or a movie doesn't have good replay value to me. If I feel like I have to sit and wait for the good part, it should all be the good part. Well then, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm no, just, that's fine. That's fine. If um, I didn't say it, I was gonna forget it. So <laughs> no, that's definitely yeah. So um, yeah, there. I think definitely towards the end, you have a lot of like more like dynamic, like highlighty, like highlight type moments. Um, I mean, it's the climax, for me, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the other like moments that's now to me is like the whole connection between Ray and Kylo that kind of like Snoke later reveals that he kind of implemented. I really like those conversations that they have where uh, it ends up by them like almost touching hands, and Luke comes in and like is like no, like and then breaks everything down. Um, I think a lot of the moments are definitely a lot of the moments in the first two parts of the film are lo- definitely less dynamic. They aren't as um, as aren't as flashy, but I think like the Ray moment and like the bomber moment early on, and um, some of the comedy. I uh, that's one thing I really appreciate the fact that they went a little bit goofier this time. They had some comedy in there. Uh, I thought it worked pretty well. Um, I've seen it several times, and it for me it's just as funny each time. Um, it's funny you say that. I don't remember any any funny parts in the movie. Yeah, I, I, re- I, genu- I genuinely don't. I mean, other than some of like the bits with like the caretakers on the island. I'm, oh, yeah, they I'm, have I'm, like I'm, I'm really spacing on on like actual like comedy bits. How many times have you seen the movie? I've seen it like a handful of times, maybe yeah, like three, I think four, I've seen like, it three, like three, four times. Okay, so a decent amount. Yeah, I've seen it like six times. I, I've really tried to give it a shot. I've really get tried to give it a shot, but like every time I watch it, I I feel like the same thing. I'm sitting through. A lot of you know, I'm like sitting through parts that I could live without to get to the parts that I really like. I like, yeah. I, yeah, I like. Yeah. There's a part at the end where they have like the planet with like the salt and the red underneath. Like that's really dynamic looking. You got the battle between hologram Luke and Kylo Ren. <laughs> that was that was actually cool. I yeah. actually, um, I give I give a lot of props to that scene specifically because it actually, watching it um, a second time, you actually notice a lot of the. The subtleties with uh, mm-hmm. Ray's steps, uh, uh, Ky- uh, Kylo Kylo steps, and Luke's steps, and you where he can, doesn't like where where, where he doesn't in, where he doesn't like drag across and see yeah so um, kind of a lot, a lot of things like that so it made me th- um, the first time I watched it uh, in theaters I was um, I didn't really notice it at first but then uh, the thing that made me think that something was up was he had his the old lightsaber the blue lightsaber that that Ray just had on the ship mm-hmm. that was cut in half which made me think. Wait, how does he? That doesn't make sense. But I'm like, maybe he has another one. Whatever, I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah, I remember. But then, I remember we watched it together, and then after you talked about that, it was yeah, like, oh yeah, it's oh yeah. You're you're like, oh yeah, you're totally right. How the hell did he get that? Yeah. As a little Easter egg, remember the scene when uh, they had shot at him, not knowing he was the hologram. Why did he wipe off his shoulder when the, there's impossibilities of there being dust on a hologram? Oh dang. Well, he was just, you know. I'm sure he's saying. probably playing it up. To make him, no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, he's probably just acting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, there's, like, that. there's definitely, like, 
Anyway, there's a, like a slow burn in the be- beginning, and things definitely build up. And I think it's. it's I, I think def- saying slow burn is really is really for me. That's that's generous. I feel like in the first act, like nothing's even lit at all to me. It doesn't feel like it at all. It feels very slow in the beginning. And I then, mean, like a lot of. I mean, there's some films that are just people sitting around talking. And those are enjoyable, and I think it's kind of the same thing. Not not that they're sitting around and doing nothing, but I'm, what I'm saying is like a lot of stuff doesn't have to be happening for something to be interesting. Oh no, I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not someone that needs like flashy lights and right. needs to be entertained. I mean, like a lot a lot goes on in the movie. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying right. like nothing happens, but what I am saying is that I don't think that they hand. I don't think they handled a lot of the the. The character choices very well. I don't feel like they handled um, just like the narrative, like and because they wanted to get from point A to point B to point C, um, but I feel like they added a bunch of like point A one, point A two, point A. They added a bunch of extra things that I feel like didn't need to be there, but they wanted to be there to pad the runtime and make it a feature length. Like because I feel like if they if they cut out a lot of the unnecessary stuff, I, I, I feel on very unnecessary stuff. This could have been easily like, like a half hour, 45 minute hour movie. And, you know, and I feel like what ends up, what ended up happening was they took, they took characters. I'm not, I don't totally hate what they did with Luke, but I don't love it either. He goes from being this charismatic, hopeful character. And I get the fall from grace. That makes sense. But he, but I feel like the 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 change of heart in the end wasn't. I don't feel like it was. I don't feel like it was warranted, or I don't feel like it was earned. Because even even when Ray left to go, she was. I'm gonna go stop them, even if even if you won't. He it even then it didn't seem like enough enough happened for him to like feel that change to like want to go help them well it wasn't enough then that's why yoda came in and they had that whole scene and that's kind of what turned him around yeah and he had been like out of touch with yoda which we kind you kind of infer because he had been closed off to the force that means he hadn't been communicating with yoda so that's like a big thing for him yeah coming into contact with yoda and having that whole conversation about yeah the text is not what's important what's important you know is what you're doing now and like being in in touch with the force and going and helping Ray and, um, talk, and all that. Okay, talk about being in touch. I think that changing directors had a big impact. I feel like there was a lot of things. I, I sorry, I don't, I don't mean to reference the seventh movie, but there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things that were hinted that were just kind of like dropped for new things. And I get that you know new director he can do you know new director who this kind of thing he can do whatever he wants but they i feel like i feel like it's kind of redundant like saying that we're going to talk about this movie like it's its own thing because it really was kind of its own thing and it didn't really feel like it was a sequel it felt like it was just trying to start its own like its own um canon and kind of do its own thing which i feel like kind of this whole movie seemed very out of place and it it was hard to to um i mean the only thing to me that made that reminded me it was a star wars movie was like the ships and like the lightsabers and mark hamill 
and Yoda, obviously. But if you took all those things out of it, I would be like, this isn't a Star Wars movie. But what actually is a Star Wars movie? Like, it's what it is. Like, it's what, I mean, it's kind of hard to define, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of, like, the characters and the monsters and, like, uh, the Force and blasters I mean, I mean, and, like, it's all that, these it's things. The, it's that classic drama trope of good versus evil. And when you try to kind of, like, throw the book out and say, like, let old things die, you know, there there is no black and white. Everything's, you know, you know, everything can just be gray. It's like, like, that's, like, I get that. I get that. It's like a new, gen- and you get that it's a new generation, and it's like the Force is not necessarily something just for, like, Jedi and Sith. But the thing is, though, like, Star Wars was built on that good versus evil. And when you take that element out, and you just, and you, well, not even if you take the element out, if you just mix it, try to mix it together, it's, I don't know. It, it's weird because I, I don't know. It's not a traditional Star Wars movie, which I guess is not, you know, it's not like they're not trying to be, but I don't know. It. I think in terms it, of the it, gray it, thing, it feels, I, think it feels in, like it I think in other Star Wars movies, there's less of an emphasis on that, but this movie emphasizes it more, which doesn't mean that it did, wasn't in other movies and doesn't make it less Star Wars. Um, for example, when you have Luke like falling prey to that and having that struggle, there is that sort of um, well, there is the like character struggle on whether or not he, he should do the right thing, or if he's what he's doing is the right thing, or if he should father follow his father, um, and it could be interpreted as black and white. But I think it's the struggle that brings the gray, kind of like that back and forth. And I think this film emphasized it. It didn't like bring it and say like, "Oh, Star Wars is actually gray," um, but there is like a gray aspect. I thought I think it's the grayest, like most like maybe conflicted Star Wars movie. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's the only one that is that. And I think what makes Star Wars Star Wars really, really depends. Cause when you, and I, I'm like gonna deviate a little bit because like the prequels, like those, like the first two were garbage and the third one was like decent. And it could be argued like, oh, well those are not Star Wars because they like didn't have a good story or whatever, but I think what makes Star Wars Star Wars is whatever the people who made the films decide. Like, it's not really. It it maybe sounds a little bit like selfish to the audience, but the audience doesn't really get to decide. Like, the movies are what they are, and that's what Star Wars is. And in terms of uh, in terms of um, yeah, I kind of derailed where I was going before. Um, <laughs> movie is what it is no not that before like evan started like talking about stuff i forgot where it was at um anyway um lead me (laughs) lead me david lead me (laughs) uh you were i think the 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 derivative you're trying to find is that the the movie itself doesn't have to follow any kind of trope because in and of itself it's a standalone and it defines itself by using its own source material as the way to guide the next series of events by being different from what it already has been which is black and white by being gray it's being different and to you that you feel like that difference is what makes it stand out and makes it better than the rest because it's not following a well i think i think it does trip. it does do a lot of things that are star wars it like does reinvent some new things uh <laughs> but again like i think not again but like the director thing and um, bring in a new director and all that. The director himself doesn't make all those decisions. And he did write the script and everything, but there's like this whole group of people that 
are able to you know veto things. It's a whole group of people who are making a film. It's not like not just the director. But I it's mean, the director's have, job to to make that creative vision and like interpret it on screen. Like that's his job. Right. But then you have like other people like what's her name Kennedy or whatever that also like have input into that and they could have easily stopped him from making certain decisions and like in in the force awakens there are certain things that seem to be set up um but but then they the just get, they get completely thrown away for the second for the I think there was a lot of fan expectation about what was going to happen and people thought that they knew what the film was going to be and when it wasn't what they wanted that's when I, I disagree. I feel like I feel like they subverted expectations for the sake of subverting expectations. Just and, I think and, and assumed and assumed that people would appreciate that, but instead it was it backfired on them, and then they just interpreted it as well. People can't enjoy original content, or they can't enjoy like an original gray story. Well, I think the subversion worked, but it wasn't subversion for subversion's sake. Like people thought it was subversion because they expected something different. Well. They expected something different because they they set it all up. They set it all up for there to be like answers to specific questions, and when there wasn't, people were like, "Well, that doesn't make sense," or like that, like, "Where was the payoff for like the previous movie?" And, like, I mean, I it's know. like the whole Snoke thing. Like, for example, oh my god, Palpatine, so Palpatine didn't have a backstory, did he? No, it wasn't no, until he, thirty years well, no, later he, that well, he no, filled it in. Well, no, he didn't. But the thing was, like, they built on his character like throughout each of the the original three movies and then and then yes 30 years later you got his backstory but the thing was he he was like built up to be the mastermind behind this whole thing and then it was revealed in that movie that like yeah he was the one meddling with like the the connection between ray and kylo but but to kill him off i don't know it it feels just like a waste of a character. Not I don't. I wasn't disappointed because I didn't find out his whole backstory. I didn't need to know his whole backstory. I just wanted more of him. And when you kill off a character that basically, you know, wasn't that wasn't as involved as you as they, you know, played him up to be. Yeah, of course, of course, people are going to be disappointed because that's because that's not what they, that's not what they wanted. They wanted. Uh, yeah, but I think that's looking at more from like this is a story that's being written and constructed instead of like these are events that are happening, and he just happened to get killed off. Killed off. It's not like a, this story idea that's being built up and written. You're supposed to look at it more as this is a story that being is being told rather than this is a story that's being constructed piece by piece. And I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm saying, but I I thought the film was was well made. There are, it's definitely not a perfect film. There are definitely parts that are kind of goofy and, and kind of fall apart a little bit. But in general, I thought it's a really solid film that builds towards a satisfying conclusion and sets up for a really great film. Um, and the next the next film, uh, I thought it had great, it had good to great acting in it. My, my, my closing statement is going to be really quick, so you can say what you want. I I personally don't think it's the best Star Wars film. I, it's my favorite one, but I don't think it's the best one. Uh, I I enjoy watching it um, from time to time. And well, why don't uh, we get to uh, just kind of wrapping up, closing some things up? Uh, can I just say my closing statement? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just skip to the third act. You'll miss nothing. Well then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, with without the first two acts, you wouldn't have the third act, and there's. It is like a bit slower, but it has the buildup that leads to that. And 
maybe the third act does kind of outshine the rest of the movie, but that's maybe that's just because it's so good at the end. Mm. Well, I think all in all, I've got two different people who feel two different things. I can surmise from both of those that Evan feels like a lot of the movie was paced in a way where you almost didn't want to pay attention to it just due to unrelated material that has no reference, has no source, has nothing to go off of just for the sake of it being new and interesting. And then follows into, you know, actual action that just seems to barely pay off in the end, but doesn't exactly make sense for the entire plot of the story. Whereas then you have in that same sense, it's good that it's changing a pace and putting you offset because you have to you have to change before you know, you have to change before you become something different. You have to evolve in order to move on. That's how movies that's how series go on. If it was move the same on. thing over and over, you'd have episode seven syndrome where it's like this is very familiar to episode four. Yeah. Mm, this it's is a very familiar same, to episode. Yeah. And I feel like in that same sense you can appreciate the fact that they changed some things, they made some things different, they put you off, they made you think certain things differently from how you would expect them to be, and that's a good thing sometimes. And I think that's Nathaniel's point, is that you don't have to have the same things to have a good movie. You can enjoy it for the way it feels, for the way it sounds, for the way it looks, and that's the reason why he enjoys the movie. And Evan's going to instead watch uh, Dragon Ball Super, where you get the payoff <laughs> immediately! <laughs> but... Don't you attack my freaking Dragon Ball Super? How dare I you? I attack Dragon Ball Super. I'm was that sarcastic or was that like you actually do get the payoff immediately? You kind of do, but you, I mean, in Dragon you Ball Z, you start the episode with a review of all the shit that you missed from the last episode by literally playing the same thing for the last episode for the first twenty minutes, and then you get the rest of the story from this one. I don't. I haven't watched enough to know, so yeah, sure. But <laughs> it's my new home screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What is? It's from an anime. It's like making fun of my flavor server. <laughs> That's weird. But uh, I think on that note, uh, I think I have mentally our, checked out of this. <laughs> you mentally checked out of the movie too, apparently. Yeah. Hey, uh, so you surmise what you think is right, what you think is wrong. Write us an email about it. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you actually right use or wrong, but flavor blast? What right. do you maybe agree not with? necessarily. I don't who's, think I don't, necessarily right or wrong. I take points from both of you that I feel are are correct. Yes, the uh, Mary Poppinsing through space doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Yes, I like the scenes. Everything about it is different, but in a in a very contrasting way. I love I love a lot of the sets. A lot of the visuals really cool. A lot of the characters. Oh no, yeah, are like, it's a very different. it's a very visually stunning movie. I yeah. really just, was hoping that they did change some things from Seven, where it's just like, oh. It's a bigger, it's a bigger Death Star, and oh. I'm kind of scared that it's, it's, Nine is going to be like, here's a bigger, bigger Death Star. That's in the theory of oh, Emperor, Emperor Saltines is going to reincarnate. <laughs> so, uh, Emperor, you know, I talk like I ate Saltines. Yeah, strike me down. I can feel you. So anyway, you yeah. can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can, you can find, find us on, on Twitter, YouTube, Twitter, yeah. all those also, places. We not on a milk carton though. God damn it! <laughs> Apparently, we have a plethora of nerding out stickers 
Um, oh, maybe we could do a giveaway if people email us, <gasps> give you an incentive to email us instead of just you know doing whatever you ask us to do because that's not enough of an incentive apparently. So if you email us we'll at our at our nerding out uh, email nerdingoutpodcast uh, at gmail dot com, just put with, a sticker in the in the headline. Yeah, just put so, yeah put sticker in the, the, the subject <laughs> line. Yeah, in the subject line, give us a uh, a topic. And a way that we can send you some some stickers, and we'll send you we'll send you. A, we have a plethora of stickers, so do not worry. We we will give you an abundance of stickers, and we will still have enough. I'm I I guarantee it. We have stickers for years. Stickers for days. Stickers, stickers for days. days. Stickers for days. We have a butt dance of stickers. So with that, I'm Nathaniel. No, no, stay two percent, everyone. I'm I'm Evan. That's a horrible. I'm David. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
a cat. Oh, I can't come over if you have a cat. I dude, like, I made the mistake of mentioning to my wife that there's a slight possibility that I'm getting over my cat allergies. No, you don't. No, <laughs> no, no. And now that, you should be like, oh, actually, I meant they're getting worse. Yeah, it's like, it's I'm like, dyslexic. I, I, it's like, I think. It might be developing into cancer, so oh, okay. I really can't have cats around. Which but, is funny because you can't spell cat without. Wait, no, you need a T in cancer, don't you? Cancer, cancer, cancer. Type key. Cancer. Cancer. You know what? All cats should have cancer. I agree. Wait, they already do. See the way they look. No. They just look pissed all the time. Literally, we have like my girlfriend is three in the house. One's an old cat, leaves me the hell alone because he knows I'm not able to touch him or do anything. Well, yeah. at least he's going to die soon. What the about other the other one, two? They name, their names are great. It's uh, Big Boy. Of course. Trouble and Midnight. <laughs> Literally, okay, that's, that's a good name. name. But that's like every black cat's name. I, is it a black I had cat? A, midnight is a black cat, but it's a small I, kitty. It would have been oh. dumb if he wasn't a black cat. <laughs> midnight I would pure white cat. Oh, my God. I, right. <laughs> that um, would actually my, be pretty funny. I had an overnight shift. They had a dog and a cat. Yeah, there was a, a bulldog who was like six months old. His name was Tucker. And he... Worst name ever, I'm sorry. He humped everything. <laughs> okay. Well, if you so replace the T in the name with an F... Or a K. Tucker. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we both we did both, that. I didn't actually want it to be that. Okay. But, but that's what it ended up being. And so then yeah. there was a black cat <laughs> named Binky. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I didn't terrible. ask. It's just like, cool, his name's Binky. He, I'm not going to touch him. I took a nap. He woke up right next to my face. I was just like, oh, no. Well, no. No, that's what made me think my allergies were going away, away a little bit because I was what, fine. What type of cat is it? He was a, uh, he was a black Tabby? cat. Tabby? Was I, he like chubby? No, he was, no. he's pretty thin. I think he's like a black Siberian. Maybe he doesn't or, have, or, have whatever, enough. Whatever the, the, the not it's, a a thinner, it's a thinner cat? Yes, it's a thinner cat. Male, maybe all, all black, no patterns. Maybe he didn't have allergies because he had less cat on him. It was just well, there's non allergenic cat. cats, like, there's well, different yeah, well, types well, of cat well, allergies. No, because what it is is I'm allergic to the protein of a certain protein in their saliva, that's what I'm allergic to. So, and all cats lick themselves. So, so you should stop making out with cats. Like, yeah, I should stop doing that. But um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go over well, it. Like, that. That was a weird statement. It could be that he actually washes his cat. Um, I don't think that's possible because he was a quadriplegic. So there's no or someone way. in his family watches his cat <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> literally like how could i have escaped that situation there's no there's no I mean, way there's no way he couldn't no have oh all right we have to start we, we we have to start now because this is just gonna keep spiraling god almighty we've already we've already hit on like every single topic. all right That's we literally have just reverted back to the way we were yeah, good. Which is where we want to be. racist, political jokes. <laughs> Just spackled throughout a normal, completely innocent conversation about cats. Hey Siri, how do I get into cucking? <laughs> Don't. You're, you are married right now. You cannot just ask your phone that. Your wife, wife now, is going to be like, Evan? No, she's going to listen to this. Oh, who am I kidding? She doesn't listen to my stuff anymore. Wow. <laughs> We're married. She just she just sees me at home. Oh, was, yeah. No. No, she literally told me that. She was <laughs> like, like I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, we released new episodes. And she was just like, I mean, I'm not going to listen to them. <laughs> and I'm like, Ow. oh, no. She was our editor, our chief. Let me clarify that because she's going to chew me out for, for misquoting her. She, she probably, I think she, she said something more on the lines of, 
It's like, well, I haven't been listening to him much because I just like I hear you all the time at home. <laughs> this is fair. Personal podcast, but only one out of three though. Yeah, exactly. We had we had David we me? had David and Sabrina over once for dinner, so she had two thirds of the podcast. <laughs> so one time we just have to have all three of us here just record at our apartment and she can just sit in the corner and And be like what have I done? <laughs> I married into this. What have I invited into my life? Don't I want mean, it. What demon have I invited into my home? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I start know. Us off. When I came over, Sabrina after she's just like, so do you guys just mainly talk about video games and comic book stuff? I'm just like, does this change the way you, you think about me? No. How long were you guys dating at the time? Oh God, I was in what February, ish. Uh, we had you over, yeah, around like. Because you got like, the apartment very shortly afterwards. Well, no, I we got like the, that was in. we got the apartment in January. It had to be close around. We, we signed there. the lease in January, but yeah. we were married in February, so. I feel I, like I, it I was we, shortly I we, after. I think we had you guys over like shortly after that. Yeah, like you got you guys were, you guys were our first like second. Doug was there first. Yeah, Doug was there first. <laughs> Doug was our first guest. <laughs> I was I was instructed that, to see the note that said. By, by me, that sticky note is still there. That's an impressive sticky note. <laughs> it or it's very human in that. And the thing is, though, unless you know what it says, you have no idea what it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Rod from Parks and Rec. The person who kills me will know what this means. <laughs> the will, the shapes, and, and, and oh, then he like, yeah, the guy's like, what are what are these shapes? And he's like, I knew it couldn't have been you. <laughs> well, no, then um, um. But it's funny because from a distance it just looks like DK. So I just every time I look at that note, I think of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Dongly Nog. Dongly. DK and DK. Conky Donk. Conky Donk. Conky Donk. <laughs> All right.